Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is a bonus episode. This is my income report for August 2015, plus some lessons learned. We're always learning, right? And uh, that's what I'm going to share with you today. Let me just kind of say that uh, my numbers have gone down. And to me, it's not really much of a surprise. I've been I've been in business now for many years, not just in this business, but in a lot of different businesses and different spaces. I mean, going as far back as my father's construction business, and we've always had you know high months and we've always had low months. Uh, it's just part of business in general. So I'm not shocked. Are there things that I could have done to potentially get more sales? Maybe. Are there things that I will do differently in the future? Maybe. Uh, there's a lot of these things that you can you know, analyze, but it's not going to, uh, I guess, it's not going to bring me down. I kind of expected it. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to pivot and, and kind of move forward. And, uh, that's really what I think anyone should do. But any of you that are just getting started or, or who have been through maybe one of the, you know, one of the fourth quarters already, and then you come into the regular kind of like the normal sales, you're going to still have highs and lows. But for the most part, depending on what you're selling, Usually the summer months are going to be the slowest. And that's been, again, in the e-commerce space, usually that is the time. Now, in my father's construction company, on the other hand, we were busiest in the summer. Well, because we live in, you know, the Northeast and that's when people can get work done, right? That's when they can put new decks on. That's when they can, uh, you know, put new additions on. That's when they can side their house, all of that stuff. So it's different, right? So you just need to understand that e-commerce usually, depending on what you're selling, Amazon, eBay, those are the channels that you know we kind of know of, but there's just e-commerce in general. If you have an e-commerce store, usually the summer months are slower for traffic online. I mean, even if you just have a blog that you have traffic coming to, it's usually slower in the summer months, unless you have something that is you know, geared towards summer or camping, let's say, right? I'm not at all surprised, and um, I don't think you should be either. I just want to be here as the one to tell you that, you know, this will happen from time to time, and you just need to be prepared for it, and also understand that this will happen no matter what business you're in, all right? So just understand that summer is going to be slow for the most part, all right? Now, the other thing I want to mention here before we get into the numbers is, you know, you need to prepare for it. You know, just first off, don't be surprised, but prepare for it. If you've had some really good fourth quarters or some third quarters or whatever quarter has been good for you, you need to bank the money, okay? You need to get a little bit of some cash. So this way here, you can draw from the slow months if you're depending on this. If this is just a side gig, if this is like a little side hustle for you, well, then it might not be that big of a deal. But if you're making this your primary source of income, you don't want to you know, bank on what's happening in the fourth quarter the entire year. Another example of this, I'll give you another little story. My wife and I, who owned a photography studio for just about 10 years, our fourth quarter was Again, just like this for you know the sales in Amazon, it's uh, the fourth quarter, the the actual fourth quarter, not like you know some people have different fourth quarters, if you will, you know, like different high spots or you know better times of selling during the year. Um, but we we always did well around the holidays because we were photographers doing family photography, children's photography, that type of stuff. So people were coming to get their holiday pictures taken, right? So we used to get 
you know, 50, 60% of our sales in that fourth quarter. But then as soon as January 1st would hit, the phone wouldn't be ringing. It wouldn't ring maybe until middle of February. Even if we ran promotions, it just wouldn't run. And a lot of times we didn't run promotions in January because we, we needed a break because we were just busting our tail. So my point is this, is we planned ahead and whenever we would make that big chunk of money, we would just put it in the bank and then we would draw a salary from that income. So this way here, when we had those low points, right, in January, we might be dead We didn't have much income coming in, so then we would just draw from the fourth quarter. That's the smart way to do it, and that's the way it's going to work in most businesses, all right? So I just want you to understand that and to plan for that, all right? The other thing I want to say here is if you just got started and you're not getting the results that you thought you were, well, the the problem probably is is because you entered into this marketplace when it's slow, all right, so don't give up because sales are slow. That That's what I'm here to tell you. I would wait to really see what's going to happen until after the fourth quarter, all right? So the other thing I want to kind of touch on here, and the reason why I do believe that my numbers are down maybe about two or $3,000 because of this one little thing that we did, and that was I made the decision to lower my price by $2. And the reason why I did that, I want to kind of elaborate on this just a little bit. The reason why I made that decision is because I had I had a thought process of this. I had, okay, I can either leave my price at full price and I could get less sales because now my competitors have all lowered their price. So I don't want to compete with them on price necessarily, but if I am going to be the highest, and I mean if I'm going to stay like at $20 and they're going to be at $11.99, that's a pretty good drop. I know that I'm going to be losing sales, and that's okay if I can still maintain a decent number of sales. But if I'm going to not lower my price even by $2, I'm still the highest out there, all right? So I haven't like made my brand where I'm going to just you know try to compete on price. I just lowered it almost like a summer sale in a sense, if you want to put it that way. But I did that myself. Not everyone is going to do this. And I only did it on one of my products. The uh, third product that I released, that one I left alone. I have not touched that. And that has been consistently doing about 10 units a day, sometimes 12 to 14. And that's in the slow season. So I'm really excited for fourth quarter for that particular product and variations. But the number one product that I had, the, the very first one that I launched, I did lower that because here was the thought process. I don't want to lose momentum. I don't want to lose, uh, you know, like if I go from 60, 70 sales a day to where now other people are really lower in their price that I might only get five sales a day. Or maybe I only get three sales a day because I wanted to stick to my price. Now, I would play around with that. I would say, let me try a dollar, see if I can keep the sales going. But you might have your own threshold in your brain. Like, hey, listen, if I start to get below 20 units a day for this product, I might want to you know, lower it by a dollar and see if that makes a difference. Again, that this is what I'm doing. I'm not saying that that's what you're going to do or what you should do. All I'm saying is that's what I did. And because of that, I kept the sales velocity there, which I wanted because I want consistent sales. I don't want to act as though people aren't buying the product. I don't want to start losing ranking on keywords, all of that stuff that we've talked about in past episodes. So that's the main reason why I did it. I didn't want to lose the sales velocity. I didn't want to lose the the reviews coming in steadily because I'm getting steady sales. So again, you know, just for an example, like I was doing 50 units a day, sometimes more 
for this one product going back a month and a half ago. But then all of a sudden I started noticing I was starting to creep down to where I was only doing, you know, 30, 32. And I, and I get that. But my thing was, I didn't want to dip below 30. I had a day or two that I went like 25 units. Uh, so because of that, I said, let me just try to see if I can do that. And because I've done that, I've been able to keep those sales consistently, uh, between 30 and sometimes 50 still. And yes, I'm losing. I say losing. I'm, I'm not losing actually money, but I'm losing it if I was to charge that extra $2. So I hope that makes sense. That's one of my lessons learned here for you is that you need to make that decision but you also need to test and you need to see what is important to you. If you start seeing that you're doing 10 or 15 sales a day and that's what you wanted to hit, then, then keep it there. But if you start seeing that you're dropping and you're only getting one sale a day and you might not get any sales per day, you, you want to spike that any way that you really can on a consistent level, not just doing a blast. You want to be able to do that. And that might be either you know boosting your pay-per-click budget or that might be uh, lowering your price a little bit. You need to test these things to keep that sales velocity going. All right. So the other thing I wanted to bring up really quick is Amazon TOS update. And I'll probably do a whole episode on this in the future, but here's the bottom line. I'm not worried. So why am I not worried? Because everything that I've discussed in the past, pretty much with a couple of tweaks, uh, I'm not really worried because I'm not overly doing it. I'm not abusing it. I'm not doing a blast of a hundred units every month. I'm not out there soliciting these groups that are a little bit borderline gray hat or that aren't following the terms of service themselves. I mean, you got to remember when you're doing these launches of, uh, you know, on these, these VIP email lists is really what they are, glorified email lists. You know, you're trusting that they are going to, you know, do things on the up and up. You also find that by posting in these groups, sometimes your competitors are hanging out in there and then they'll either buy it or have someone else buy it and leave a negative review. So that's another thing that you got to think about. So really, I'm a big believer of just sticking to the basics. And that is, you know, launch your product, do a very, very light giveaway, whether it's friends, family, your own list that you've built. I think the ultimate is building your own list. And then from there, using things like thomason.com, that's still a very effective way to do it. Um, they know what they're supposed to write in the terms of service or, or to uh, to abide by the terms of service. You know, it's putting in there that a disclaimer inside the review. Other than that, I don't see a big issue and I'm personally not worried about it. Now, if you're in a competitive space and all of your competitors are blasting every single week and you're doing hundreds of units and all that stuff, then yes, you probably need to be a little bit worried and you're going to have to come up with a new strategy. And I'm not really sure what that is because I'm not in that space. Um, so I would stay away from that, especially if I'm just getting started. All right. So there is kind of like some of my lessons learned and some of the things that I'm observing and all of that. So that's what I wanted to touch on in this little bonus episode. Now let's kind of get to the numbers. All right. So last month I hit right around $35,000 in revenue. And for July, that was amazing, right? I didn't even think that I would do that because it was July, right? But the thing that helped that was Prime Day. July 15th, Amazon had something they called Prime Day, and that tripled my sales in that one day, and then even after the fact, my competitor ran out of stock. I started scooping up some of their sales, so I definitely did better. I might have added another $5,000 to that month just from Prime Day, maybe more, all right? So I was expecting twenty-five dollars to $27,000 that month, all right? And I was charging more that month too, July. I didn't lower my price. I was still right around that $18, $19 price point, 
All right. So that is what I took away from that. But this month, the exact number of revenue generated was $25,162.10. Here is what I want you to pay attention to. I sold 1,482 units. And from that, there was 1,402 customers, meaning I had 1,402 customers, but I sold multiple units of certain products. So one person might have bought two or three or five, whatever, right? So that's kind of the breakdown there, units uh, and then the customers, all right? The product cost was $7,750. The FBA fees was $7,142. The pay-per-click was $1,885. And miscellaneous, things like AWeber for lead capture or email capture. Then you got lead pages for landing pages. You've got tax jar for sales tax collection. All of those things, um, miscellaneous things. And let me just say too, I'm, I'm kind of rounding these up a little bit. Like if it was like $7,749, I'm rounding it up to $7,750. Um, you know, so it's basically a little heavy, but uh, you know, these are really, really close. Um, the one thing I want you to pay attention to here is if we stripped everything away and we said, okay, what was left at the end of the day, if I was to just, if that's all the inventory I had and I just paid all those fees, I would be left with $8,135 profit. Now, if I was just starting, that would sound great, but then I would take that money and reinvest it back into inventory. And then that way there, I would be able to duplicate what I just did, but also buy an additional, uh, you know, set of inventory so I can keep scaling this thing. Now, again, I've had a lot better months in the past, so it builds upon itself. So if this was only your first month and you're thinking about pulling money out, that would not be the right time to do it. And the one thing I want to highlight here real quick is that if I didn't reduce my price, if I didn't take my price and reduce it by $2 per unit, and, and again, I'm taking this across all of the products, but I'm just averaging here. So if I was to take $2 less times the 1,482 units, it's right around $2,200 in lost profit, okay? So, because that would have been just about, not 100%, but it would have been close, right? So if you just look at those numbers, just $2 by reducing it, uh, I, I lost uh, $2,282 worth of of, of uh, revenue that would have been generated and that I would have been able to put towards my profit. But here's the deal. I made that decision knowing that if I would have, if, if I would have uh, not did that, then I would have lost a lot of sales velocity probably. And then from there, I would have lost my reviews coming in. I would have lost all of the keywords that I ranked for because people found me through these certain keywords. So I'm really just thinking about the big picture. I'm thinking about how I'm setting myself up for the fourth quarter in this case, right? Because I don't want to make a decision that's going to then take and start, you know, ranking myself less or having myself be ranked less than I am right now by losing that sales velocity. So I hope that makes sense. Uh, you know, and again, this is my situation. I want to share with you again. I want to share with you all of the ups and the downs. I don't want to be here telling you that everything is always rosy and you're always going to be on on the you know the climb. You're always going to be you know your numbers are always going to be you know improving. That's not always the case. And I want to be here totally transparent with you that you know these are real numbers and this is my journey going through this process. All right. So and these are my thoughts. This is like getting inside my head as this stuff is starting to happen and also having my background in other businesses and stuff, you know, not being alarmed by it, you know, and understanding that this is just part of the process. And again, this is my first full year will be this October. So
so then I'll have a full year under my belt to where I can then really, you know, see what a true fourth quarter will look like or how to get prepared for it. All right. So my final thoughts are this. All right. In the future, what I plan to do is add more products. So this way I can spread out the sales. All right, so I don't know exactly how many at this point. I'm just going to roll out the ones that make sense, but I do know that if we can diversify, if we can have more products spread out, then the, you know, actually the effect on the slower season might not be as big, uh, you know, when it, when it gets right down to it. So that's one thing that I'm considering. The other thing that I want to have as a little final thought here and a little bit of a, you know, again, a thought for you is, you know, lowering price can keep sales up, but it's a decision that you have to make. It may or may not make sense for you. You really need to think it through and, and see if it does make a difference. Or maybe if you lower it, for a day or two just to spike sales to use that as kind of like a promotion strategy. So just, just an, again, just some thoughts there for you. And then understanding as well that this is a roller coaster ride. I mean, we are on a roller coaster ride. For the most part, any business that you're in, you will have ups and you will have downs. And, and that's just the bottom line. And the last thing I want to mention here for anyone listening that maybe was discouraged by the summer months is stick to it, right? Stick to the plan. And don't get discouraged. Understand that this is part of the process. But if you are depending on this stuff and you're not planning for these low points, you know, then, you know, that could be devastating. I I understand that. So I'm here also to tell you to be smart with your money. You know, be smart when you do start pulling money out that you're able to then start putting some of that money aside so you can spread out your pay throughout the 12 month period. So you don't have these, these, you know, you know, pay periods where they're going to be like devastating to you, where it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay my mortgage? You know, you don't want to get to that point. All right. So that's pretty much going to wrap up this income report of August, 2015 and all the lessons learned and my thoughts and all of that stuff. I wanted to get this out to you because I know you guys look forward to this. And again, I wanted to share the ups and the downs and you know, this technically is a down, right? I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a great month for me. I mean, to some of you, it would be a great month, but to me, it's less than I've made in the past. Um, I had a, a lot of months in a row that were over 30000 and now you're going backwards a little bit. But I know that as long as I continue this, I continue to you know stick to the plan, I know that fourth quarter will probably be a record quarter for me. But I can't say for sure, but I'm just I'm thinking that it will be. So that's it. That's pretty much going to wrap it up. I hope that you enjoyed this, and uh, I also wanted to remember... So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. I wanted to, again... So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. I wanted to also remind you that if you're brand new or even if you're not brand new and you've already attended, uh, I do a live workshop and you can register totally free. It's a live workshop where I actually teach the five phases that I've used and I currently use and other people use uh, for launching their products on Amazon. And I do that on a live free workshop and you can sign up at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop and you can see when the next date available that I'll be doing that uh, will be and you can sign up for that totally free and I do live Q&A at the end and I would love to have you attend. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Have an awesome day. I do appreciate each and every one of you for listening, for leaving iTunes reviews, feedback, comments on the blog. You guys are awesome and I really do appreciate it. And remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to do what? Come on now, say it with me. I know this is a bonus episode, but I got to still say it. Take action. Have an awesome day and I'll see you in the next episode.